The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today we radiate calm with Aggie Heal, the author of Generation Panic, a book all about anxiety. These, uh, the book includes simple and empowering techniques to combat anxiety, as a matter of fact. Hello, Aggie. You're in Singapore. I am. Hi, Christy. Yes, it's, I was just saying it's a miserable, raining, <laughs> dreary morning. But yeah, thrilled to be speaking to you. So thanks for having me. Oh, well, I'm so happy that we made this work because the time difference was a bit of a bit of a botherment. But I know. Well, thank you for being so flexible. Well, me to in. you too. To you too. Absolutely. So Generation Panic, I think this book is so needed right now. Um, so what, so, I mean, obvious question, why did you write it? Why, why now? Why, why this book? So I agree. It's, it's, the time is um, of the essence. It seems like it's never been a better time to be talking about anxiety and panic and, yeah. <clears throat> You know, it was almost lucky for me that this is this is the moment that it's been published. But to rewind slightly, I was um, working in financial services recruitment. And I got to this point where I had a lot of things on paper. I was like, tick, 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 you know, director, managing teams, earning good money, engaged to be married. And actually behind it all... Not that I was willing to show anyone, but I was really struggling. I was incredibly anxious, having panic attacks, which I'd never had before, and ultimately felt completely blindsided. And so at that time, I was just desperate to find anything that would 
make me feel better, like make me feel myself and like reconnect back to something. And I just, I couldn't find it. I would find like reels of information about one topic or something that like a theorist or a, you know, an amazing PhD person had written, but didn't have experiences. And I just kept on coming up against the same advice, like do some, do some meditation. And I, was, I would sit there and be like, I can't I'm meditate. I'm too you know? anxious to meditate. Exactly. I'm like bouncing off the top of the ceiling. I can't <clears throat> sit here and watch my thoughts go by in a nice, calm way. Um, and so, yeah, Generation Panic was really born out of what I wanted and what I was looking for and I couldn't find. You know, I kind of joke that this podcast is by Christy for Christy because it's things that <laughs> I want to explore and that I need. So it sounds like this book is by Aggie for Aggie in terms of what you were needing at the time. And so where did you turn then to um, research this book to find these simple techniques to use? Well, a number of things happened at that moment. I mean, first of all, I just kind of stubbornly plowed through. Um, and then I, when I was having a full-blown panic attack, I called my my fiancé at the time, please say my now husband. It's, it's still, it's, it's, it still went through. Um, and just said, like, what on earth is going on? I have no idea what's happening to me. And the only people that I really spoke to about were him my and my immediate family and particularly my mum. And I remember she sat me down and she was like, I think you're having panic attacks. I think you're dealing with anxiety. Cause I didn't even know. I just... Right. I didn't know that those, those words, that terminology hadn't really been a part of my life. I hadn't right. realised. Um, and so the first part was really like an education that my mum was helping me with saying, this is what's happening. This is, this is what is actually physically going on in your body. This is the response that you're then giving back to that. Mm. And so that was the first place that I kind of tooled up was even just having an education and the first kind of, um, uh, bulk of the book which has five chapters in is in the panic it's you know in that moment understanding what's happening understanding the fight or flight response um comprehending like the concoction of hormones that start racing about your body and and what you can do um so that was the first place I started and I just started researching and reading and looking up on it and I'm now I mean eight nine years eight years later I um haven't had a panic attack since that time but I've also gone on to train as a certified professional coach and I'm now a master NLP practitioner so a lot of those things have kind of interwoven into that um into the tools um and and kind of so it's been it's been a real journey it's been like a whole whole host of different things and so for someone who's not experienced anxiety, who's not experienced a panic attack, walk us through what happens. So everyone's different, but it's all kind of within the same camp. You know, it's like right. it's, it's same, same, but different. And so exactly. And 
for me, when I start to feel anxious, what I feel is um, everything just kind of constricts, you know, like my shoulders will go up. Everything just feels a bit tighter. Like, you know, you can feel it in your jaw and your hands that everything's just might go a little bit, you know. Um, and for me, when I then kind of go into a full panic attack, what I found was that my whole body would react. I would start to sweat. My heart rate was through the roof. I would lose the ability to kind of think clearly. And I think that's what scared me most is that my body took control. And historically, I'd always been able to rationalize things. I'd always been able to make sense and like keep myself, you know, my feet on the floor. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my, I, I can't, like, I don't know how to keep my feet on the floor. Um, so like even just making simple decisions was really challenging. That's uh, what I found. I don't know whether you, have you ever struck, have you ever faced, you know, anxiety or had a panic attack? I don't think I have, not from the way you describe it. I mean, I've, you, we feel anxious about a certain event or you know a certain period of of life maybe something's coming up you feel anxious about it but I don't feel like I've had the generalized anxiety or the panic attacks but Mm -hmm. boy I know a lot of teenagers a lot of kids who are going through this right now in fact I'm team teaching a class on navigating anxiety for teens um, in early October with a mental health nurse and, you know, just talking to these teens about, you know, what do you, what do, you do? How do you manage it? How do you manage all the, the feelings that you're having and, and the energy that you're going through? Because a lot of kids find that they're actually empathic and they're picking up on other people's anxiety. Is that something that you uh, come across as well? Absolutely. And... Yes. Short answer is yes. Um, Because it's interesting, you know, that feeling, oh, sorry, my um, light, but um, you know, that feeling when you meet someone and you're like, oh, we seem to be going faster and faster. And like, why are we all just a little bit more jumped up? Or you meet someone who's really calm and you're just like, oh, I can also breathe. Um, Exactly. And I think that's also an interesting thing is that we really have the power to influence a a feeling like a group of people or Mm -hmm. how we turn up to something can really impact other people and um once you know that it's almost like a responsibility well in in fact yeah what is that what does this title mean generation panic so for, for me, when I first wrote this book, I felt like I was part of Generation Panic, which to me is a group of people in their 20s and 30s who are professionals living a very kind of hard and fast life, ambitious, driven, trying to race up the ladder, trying to show that they've got it all together. They're on social media they're on holiday they're on the gym they're you know they're just tick 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 you know just trying to maintain everything and yet behind it they might well be struggling but but quite keen not to let anyone know that there's any sort of problem um 
so for me, that's where it started. It was like, I see this time and time again. And, you know, I, I'm definitely part of that. And I know that there's other people within that. But what's interesting is that I actually wrote the book about five years ago. And um, as mentioned, it's been published just, just a couple of months ago. Um, but what's almost my um, short-sightedness is that this is actually everywhere. This is not about the generation has expanded drastically. Like you said, it's, you know, I've got messages from teenagers who are having like serious challenges with anxiety and getting so much from the book. I got an email from like a 94-year-old lady the other day who had read the book. So yeah, so I think that was almost, if I go back and change one thing, I would have made the generation much larger or, um, but you know, the, the book itself, the tools are transferable. It's not like, okay, if you're 28, you're therefore able to read chapter one. It's not like that. All the tools are for everyone and anyone, and you can apply them to any part of your life. Um, and so, yeah, I really hope that that's something that people, people take away from it. Well, I find it interesting that, you know, you said you wrote this book five years ago and then it was published this this year. I feel like it was it's needed even more so now with with COVID and all of the debates going around COVID. My goodness, it's science. It's not debatable. But there's a lot of debates going around about this Um, political climate, et cetera, et cetera, that anxiety seems to be even more present. So, um, you know, very, very much needed right now. Do you find that any of the um, the research or the, the tools have changed because of, say, COVID or, say, the lockdowns? No. Um, and that's the beauty. Well, I'm completely biased, but I think the book <laughs> is timeless. <laughs> you know, obviously, I'm going to say that, but what the book aims to do is essentially make people feel so good that whatever comes their way, you know, there's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be, okay, sure. It might not be another COVID type things. It's been like an unbelievable, unprecedented 18 months, but it's still like how you manage yourself through really challenging times or like moments of uncertainty or things that you can't control. And ultimately anxiety and like its most simplest definition is like a worry about the future like not being able to control the future and so the book is really there to like tool someone up to be able to handle that so it doesn't matter what the challenge is or what the kind of like thing down the track is because the person will feel good enough to to meet it face on and be like yeah I'm ready for you and if you knock me off center, if COVID makes me feel on the back foot or the next thing makes me feel on the back foot, I know how to get back to center. I know what I need to feel good, quite simply. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what surprised you at when you were writing this book, researching the book? Good question. What surprised me? Um probably that there's just so many different things you know I think Mm -hmm. when I was when I was researching it I 
and even just starting this kind of journey for me, I kept on coming up against the same advice. And what I realized is there's so many different approaches that you can take. And we are all so different. Like, it's not my job to say, okay, um, Christy, for you, you need to do chapter three. And if you follow these three steps, you're going to be sparkly new and like feel awesome instead we're all so different and like what we might need in one moment like in the face of covid or um you know even having a challenging meeting even in those two examples might be totally different and so the beauty of this is that the the powers for the reader they can read through everything and decide what works for them they can change it they can revisit over time like taste testing you know like making a pizza and being like oh I feel like pepperoni today and tomorrow I'm gonna have I don't know vegetarian um but the reader can decide and I think the biggest learning is that we're all just so different we're so different and like it might not make sense to the other person you might say oh this chapter really resonated I'll be like really why do you need that fat? like that doesn't seem to fit it's not my it doesn't matter what I think it's like what works for you and yeah I think that's probably been my biggest learning and so um how would someone read this book say they've got anxiety they've got panic attacks how would they approach this book and how would they pick it up and read it and work through it again it will be different for different people and like they can do how they want they can read it from back to front up to down side to side whatever they want um you know I don't I don't mind um but I would have thought like the two main ways that you would read it is either from start to finish and just work your way through it and see what resonates and go back and revisit parts that do work or you know perhaps revisit parts that haven't resonated because it might at a different date read differently um or I think if you're really struggling with panic and anxiety you know if I rewind to where I was I didn't have the capacity to sit and read a book like are you kidding me I didn't have like the attention span for anything so um if I take myself and where I was I would have skimmed over the contents and had a look through and then probably picked out maybe like one chapter that just jumped off the page and then within that maybe pull out like one technique and just try that and the book is written it's it's all in super digestible bite-sized chunks so I mean you really can go in and say like I'm just going to read these four sentences take a deep breath go and try and do it and then come back and you know just slowly but surely step by step and eventually you will work your way through the book um what's your favorite part of the book it changes so like often when I go back and reread it or I you know I might have something big or something that's making me feel wobbly and I'll just like dip in and take something else and I'll be like oh yeah that was a real good one like I can't believe that I forgot that um favorite part of the book do you know I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with probably the conclusion and it's super short it's like Mm -hmm. a page but it's just like it's my hope for the reader and the world that everyone 
it's so simple, but it's just the awareness. It's just the access to these kind of tools, which I didn't have. And so it's very hopeful that now that they have the tools that they can just lead a happier, anxious, free life. And um, yeah, that's so maybe that I'll pick that one. It's, it's the most hopeful and exciting. Like you have everything you need now. Um, like it, it finishes actually with a quote from Dr. Zeus that says um, about, oh, the places you'll go. Oh, and yes. and it completes with you're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So get on your way. I just love that. Like you, you've got everything now. Just like you go, go climb your mountain. Go do it. Go do it. Support for the Radiate Wellness Podcast is made possible in part by listeners like you. Would you like to support this podcast? Visit radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast for more information. And so out of this book, what are your top three tips for managing anxiety? Top three tips. I mean, again, they change, but a couple of my... Right now. Okay, so my... My number one go-to that, that's a complete fail-safe and um, I absolutely love, I use it incredibly regularly and advise everyone I you know, come across to do it, is breathing. And Yay. it sounds so obvious, but um, our breath is with us unsurprisingly everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't need to know that you're doing it. So it's not like some, I don't know, weird thing that you need to be in a private space. Um, and for me, when I feel anxious, my breathing, my breathing, I think naturally is quite high, but in particular, when I'm feeling anxious, it's like, it's like right up here and super shallow. Yeah. So, um, being able to really slow things down and try and push it deep belly breathing is, transformative because it just sends I mean there's been tons of research it sends all the right messages to the rest of your body that you're okay you're you're safe you know that's ultimately all it's about like how how do we feel like we're safe we're not under attack and breathing is the easiest simplest way to do that um and I, I yeah so I try and bring that in consciously to my day or before big things um so breathing, definitely breathing. Definitely breathing. Um, uh, what would be one of my other top tips? Um, there's another one that I love, um, which sounds a bit silly, but I call it like the energy flick. And um, for me, when I'm feeling anxious, it's it's almost like this current of electricity starts like whizzing around my body. It just, it gets faster and faster. And it's like my whole body is almost twitching. And the energy flick it's just like it's just getting rid of that energy it's like rubbing your hands down your arms like flicking it off imagining that like anxiety is dripping off your fingers out your legs like just taking off the excess if that makes sense oh absolutely. um and I love that one because it's really physical and um yeah it's a good one and then third one today I'm gonna pick there's a chapter on cue cards and for me, yeah, for me, when 
I was feeling really anxious and panicky, I would get, I would find myself in a panic attack and therefore like I would lose that rational thought. I was, I was unable to think clearly. And one of the chapters is around brainstorming what you might need in that moment and creating cue cards so that you have them on you every time you can carry them in your bag or pocket, whatever. Um, but there's something that you can run through when you're feeling most anxious. So it's even simple things like you're going to be okay. This, this will pass. Like remember to breathe, take a deep breath, you know, like just reminders so that in that moment, when you lose the ability to think straight, you have something to ground you that you've written in a time when you know that you're going to be okay, that it's just a moment. Um, yeah. So those are my top three for today. Talk to me tomorrow. I'll pick another three. <laughs> I love it. You're on. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I love about breathing is that um, there's this neurological thing that happens in the body under stress is the vagal nerve that runs from the head down to the gut and all the way through the body shuts down under stress and deep breathing is the quickest, most sure way to get it going again. Get us out of that stress response. Absolutely. And I remember when I first heard about breathing, I was like, oh, really? You know, like, I don't know. Like, all I breathe time. all the time. I'm sure I'm fine. Yeah, exactly. Like, no biggie. And once you understand like you said, the science behind it and what actually happens and what's possible with breathing. And you then believe in the, like the power of breathing. It's, it's truly transformative. It's, it, it really is like if ever, and there's big, you know, I'll be about to deliver a workshop to 50 people and be feeling like, Oh, you know, this is quite a big moment. And then I'll just do some deep breaths, recenter. And it's, it's, yeah. Strongly advise everyone to get their breathing in check. Oh, sure. absolutely! Well, how many times are you? You're sitting there. You're kind of stressed, etc. You're in a busy day, and then all of a sudden you realize you haven't breathed. It's like uh, uh, I've been holding my breath. <laughs> yeah, right? but that's it. We just sit there, like on our laptops, like getting tighter and tighter. Right. And like forgetting to breathe, forgetting to move. And we just like, well, that's what I found as well, particularly when I was having panic attacks. I would just like almost freeze into this, you know, crazy spiral of like, and then I don't know what to do. And just relaxing everything, breathing deep, flicking out the energy. I don't know. Yeah. It's just game changer. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Well, even if we kind of do this naturally, if somebody's had a shock, one of the first things we say is, okay, no, just breathe. Just yeah. breathe. Yeah. I do it with my four-year-old daughter, you know, I'm like, right. obviously there's never a meltdown, but if there happened to be one, then it would be like, just take a deep breath. Like let's calm things down. And then we can have a proper conversation about what's happened. If you're trying to deal with someone you know, if you, if you take kids, if you're trying to deal with someone when they're not breathing and like flying off the handle, mm -hmm. it's the same with ourselves. We're no different to a four-year-old. We need to slow ourselves down <laughs> so we're able to think clearly. And then we can decide like, okay, now I've taken a breath. Like, what do I need now? What tools can I apply to this? How can I feel like pretty, pretty great? Uh, I I love that. I love that. Um, 
Now, what section of the book do you think is the must-read, the most important? Um, probably off what the back we've just said is maybe the breathing chapter. Um, yeah. Okay, because yeah. for me, it really is foundational to access everything else that you need so I probably I think the other thing that I like about it is that it's so easy it really is simple even if you're feeling very anxious it's like very um easy to get your head around super super accessible so um I'll probably start there or maybe just the maybe the um the other chapter that I really love is there's one called you're not alone and for me when I was struggling I really felt like I was the only one who was struggling like I was the only one who um was up against it and no one else would get what I was going through and I was so embarrassed and you know there was just this whole concoction of emotions and you really aren't alone like I talk about this day in day out very freely and it's amazing the responses that I get and the other people who you know everyone's facing their things and we really aren't alone so maybe that one too that's right when we think that we are the most alone there's always someone we can reach out to I mean there's people are always wanting to help Mm -hmm. Mr. Rogers said if you you know if there's ever a you know, major, major tragedy or something like that. Look for the helpers. There's always helpers. And that just knowing that you're not alone can truly, truly help. I would even say maybe that when someone's really in a a panic attack, a a period of heavy anxiety, whatever chapter they resonate with might be the most important. Yeah, absolutely. And again, going back to like, who are we to determine what that is for someone? You know, they can decide. Mm-hmm. Um, they have 47 different chapters to choose from with like tons of techniques in the middle. So who knows? That's the exciting part. Like go get them. Like you do what you find what you want. Well, and each, each day, each situation, there may be a, something different that really, really resonates in that moment, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. wonderful. You've got so much in there. Mm. one thing that I really love about your book Aggie is the cute little drawings you've got these conversations throughout these little egg people and they are just the cutest can you talk about the these little characters they are cute let me show you a photo um we yes so I felt like the book in some ways look can you see that oh yes adorable yeah um so there's these little egg-like creatures that, that accompany the reader on the journey. And, you know, anxiety can be quite a kind of dense and heavy topic. And I really wanted this book to be light and easy and fun and accessible. And so for me, the it felt kind of important to break up the kind of text with something a bit, I don't know, just lighter, lighter and more... Yeah, exactly. Um, and I worked with an amazing illustrator, a lady called Millie Baring, if anyone's ever looking for one, who created these two little characters, George and Polly. Mm. 
who accompany us on the journey and they're they're egg-like you know they're eggs are I don't know an interesting um maybe I've gone too far into the kind of metaphor or meaning of them but they're you know they're fragile and they're they can they can break and they can crack but they can also be really strong and I like that kind of juxtaposition that I think generation panic also embodies that you know ultimately everyone's pretty strong and you know wanting to uphold and be that strength but also there's such fragility to it there's such you know quieter moments and softer moments that um that both can be accepted so yes they're called George and Polly after generation and panic George and Polly who just oh my goodness yeah Oh, there's so they, they come on our journey with us. Thank you. <laughs> well, it does just break up. It breaks up the text, makes it a little bit more accessible, lighthearted, fun. And again, when a, a topic seems to be a little heavy, you know, bring just bring it back to you know, it's it's life. Life is supposed to be fun. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Now you do workshops and you are a coach and you work with Mm -hmm. people. Can you tell a bit about the work that you do with clients and with groups? Yeah, absolutely. So I coach individuals um, predominantly. So I'm now based over in Singapore. I have a business here called Westbourne Associates. And I essentially coach generation panic like those awesome high achievers the ones who are rising up through the ranks um they're usually pretty switched on have done things right for a lot of their their life or you know they've they've been on the right track but they might well have these moments of wobble and um really the the work that I focus on is changing their mindset like changing their habits the the things that they do on a daily basis so that like we were talking earlier whatever comes down the track they're confident or like resilient enough to be able to um to manage it and yes I work with individuals corporates ultimately like retaining the best talent making sure their profits stay high I mean it's a win-win if everyone's that little bit happier and feeling on the front foot everyone wins um and yes, run workshops alongside that um, on a number of these kind of topics like managing stress and those kind of things. And managing uncertainty. Living life, managing uncertainty. Right now, everything seems to be so uncertain. I'm glad we have somebody like you who's helping us yeah. with that and deal with it. Thank you. Thank and you. How can we get in touch with you? How can we learn more about the book and about what you what you do and maybe some of the workshops and maybe how to work with you? So just get in touch. My name's Aggie Heal, A G I H E L E. You're not there's not many out of me out there in the world. No, I can't um, no. <laughs> So you'll find me pretty fast, but yeah, get in touch. I'm on all the usual places like LinkedIn, Instagram. There's a website, generationpanic.com. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear from you. It's, it, it Honestly, it gives me so much joy when I get a message from someone being like, oh, I've just read this chapter or this has been, you know, cha- life-changing for me or this has really impacted how I felt today. And so we'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch. 
um, tell me which parts you love. It's, it's always like an education in itself. Yes, and you have, I see, aggieheal.com, A-G-I-H-E-A-L-E.com, plus also mylifehouse.co slash aggie-heal, plus Generation Panic, the generationpanic.com. So many ways to get in touch with you, plus all the socials. So, um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of ways to find out more about, about your work. And then just pick up the book. The book is very approachable. It's very readable. Um, it's, you know, as Aggie said, we can turn to any, um, any section of the book at any time and just pick out exactly what you need. Is there anything else that you feel is important to mention that maybe we haven't talked about or haven't brought up? No, just the, the only thing that comes to mind is wherever any of your listeners are, it's like, it's okay. There's things that can change that. I remember when I was having those panic attacks, I just thought, I don't know when this hell is going to end. Like, this is the hardest, most challenging, darkest time of that I've, I'd ever faced. Like, I, I, even thinking back now, I'm not sure how I got through it, but you do and that that time then has become like the greatest source of light and happiness that I couldn't see at that time but there are very very easy simple things to make life easier and better so wherever you are I hope that you um get your copy of Generation Panic and feel like you do have the tools and tips to get out of it um because that's all it is it's just knowing what they are it's not rocket science it's just having access to them so you now have access to them things can change yeah and what about what about see just one more thing what about seeking out professional help if needed absolutely everyone does again everyone needs to do what they need to do if you've got um another chapter of the book is is the support network and working out who those people are that you can really rely on and they can be any capacity you know that can be friends family mentors coaches therapists counselors um people you admire disney characters you know it doesn't even have to be but you know how can you pull on these resources and mm-hmm. um part of that is really understanding what you need um so if you feel like you need support and accountability, then yes, find out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And no one needs to know. You do what you want to do. Like go go make whatever's gonna make you feel great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, again, the book is Generation Panic, Simple and Empowering Techniques to Combat Anxiety. And the author is Aggie Heal, based in Singapore. (laughs) Aggie, thank you so much for making time to sit and talk with me. I think this book is important. I think this book is much needed. And I think it's very approachable and accessible. Thank you. That's music to my ears. No, I'm thrilled. Thank thank you for having me here as well. It's been wonderful to talk to you. Absolutely. (laughs) 
Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.